Today's episode is brought to you by Wild, natural deodorant, body wash and shampoo bars. Wild uses clean and natural ingredients in all of their beautiful products, meaning they're good for your body and the planet. Does your brand or business want to reach thousands of mums in Australia or around the world? Well, the best way to let them know about what you have to offer is to jump into their ears right here with us on the podcast. That's right. We are an independent mum-run podcast. And if you think your brand would enrich the lives of our DLs, or you just want your business shouted from the rooftops, slide on into our inbox and let's talk about how you can partner with us to get your brand out there. Yes. Come and join the potty fam. Email partnerships at we don't have time for this.com to talk turkey. <laughs> well, this is something new. Yes, we're back here in the land of remote recording. Once again, we actually have to do it this week. I'm back in ISO. I mean, it's your favorite thing to do, isn't it? This is my sixth ISO. Sixth. Crazy. Who'd have thunk it? To bring our DLs up to speed, Isla has COVID, her entire class of 22. 21 of them got COVID, including the teacher. So brutal. So we're back in ISO for round six. Loving it. Loving that for me. Remember how smug I was to be like, it's amazing living in an apartment. You don't even need outdoor space. No, there's no lawn to mow. There's also nowhere to go. Oh, wouldn't you be killing for a lawn right now? I'd kill for some maintenance. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so here we are, remote recording. We don't have time for this from my bedroom, hidden away, hoping to get as long as I can without someone coming and wanting something from me. You know what's going to happen, Revs? You're just going to have to lean in and embrace it. We have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you with emails and meetings and husbands and kids we don't have time for this just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast hello and welcome to we don't have time for this i'm your host Gemma pranita aka Gemma peanut on the gram along with my distant co-host iso revs Sounds like a sports drink. I so rev. I so rev. What flavor would I be? Sad. I'd be sad. Oh, it'd be a blue bottle. Blue, dark, blue blue. liquid. (laughs) Navy. How are you over there? I'm feeling pretty average today, but that's just because we're back in rain. Oh. And I have seasonal affective disorder, like many people. So I'm just feeling like that sort of low current glumness that we get. But. I'm looking down at my nails. Oh, yes. My funfetti nail art. Hell yeah. And uh, it's bringing me joy. You know there's a term for this? What? It's called dopamine dressing. Oh my God, yes. Dopamine dressing is hitting the gram. It's coming in hot and fast and everyone's talking about it now. And it's this overwhelming need to dress in hypercolor or all things joy related to counter the world going to hell in a handbasket, basically. I got the nails you wanted to get. It's beautiful. You inspired me and I got them and I love them. I, it's really such a shame they're in ISO, these nails, because they're lit. Yeah, they are lit. I love them. Like, why aren't we out on the town looking fancy, holding fancy glasses where we can show off our fancy exactly. nails? Exactly. It's not okay to have these nails locked down. I did see at Melbourne Fashion Week it was colour, 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 like hot pink, hot green, 
hot turquoise, hot yellow, like everything, just color, 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 layering different colors and textures, teeny little bags, satin shoes coming back. Satin shoes? So here for it. Oh my God, that's so 2001. No, cast your mind back to the Australian Podcast Awards. I wore brightly colored satin shoes. You did actually, yeah, they are back with a vengeance and yours were, I believe, turquoise. Call me a trendsetter. You are a trendsetter, Revzy. For all those bitches denying that I'm wrong about balayage, let it be known I set a trend. Or no a trend, no a trend. <laughs> I'm not willing to accept that balayage is out. I know, I know. I'm clinging on for dear life and I don't care. But DLs, fun fact about this nail adventure that Revs and I went on. How's this for a bestie? I said to her, hey girl, on Friday. I know what you're about to say. Yeah. I know what you're about to say and I'm just going to say, say what you want, I will have a rebuttal. Fine. Go. Okay, I'll pretend it's not us. Sally says to Sarah, hey babe, thinking of getting my <laughs> nails done on a Friday. Are you around? Sarah says, soz babes, I've got heaps of deadlines, no can do, but message me when you do go because I might be able to steal a window and come join you. So what do I do? I call Sarah, not me, sorry, Sally, call Sarah. <laughs> I don't know why we're so going down this path. convoluted. Okay, fine. I'll make it less convoluted. Jem calls Revs and it's like, hey, on my way to Manly, going to get my nails done, although I know your prob's deep in deadlines, but I'm en route. Revs, her reply is, oh, I'm already here and I'm nearly done. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, please. All right. Let me just say. Explain yourself, rebuttal Can we girl. talk through the process of getting this podcast recorded this morning? We were supposed to meet online at 9.30. It's 11 a.m. Like, you take so long to get your shit together from when you say you're going to do something to when you actually turn up. I was like, yeah, I could call Gem and let her... Excuse me! Excuse me! I'm not done. <laughs> so I was like... I've got a rebuttal to your rebuttal. Are we having an on-air best fight? Is this feud. what's happening? Luckily, we've got video this week. So, yes, I was deep in deadlines. I had a huge file that was rendering that I had an hour, and I was like, this is my moment. If I go right now, I can get my nails done. I was like, yeah, I could tell Gem, but she'll be like, oh... I've got the kids. Hang on, I'll just call and see if, and then I'll come down. I'm on my way, but on my way in gem language means I'll be leaving in 10 minutes. What? That's baloney. It's not baloney. No, I am a punctual Polly. You are the late Lavinia. <laughs> it's always Lavinia with you. You need another L name. And there are so many. Lucy. Yeah, but Louise, Laura doesn't. Lisa, I know. They Liz. don't do it for me. They're too common. Okay. I'd rather go rogue. You like a flowery Bridgerton style name for all your. All right, I've got a new one. Late Letitia. Letitia. Okay, great. Love it. Why not? I'm not a late Letitia. I'm punctual Polly. Yes, you are not punctual Polly, babe. An early we have Emily. never started the podcast on time because you are always having trouble finding an Uber. Okay, yeah. But once I'm there, I'm fucking ready to go. <laughs> You're like, where's my headphones? Where's the hard drive? Where, where do I do? Bollocks. How does the laptop work? Every week, every week you have to relearn technology. <sighs> anyway, the point is, Not true. We, the point is I was already at the nail parlor, salon, <laughs> and I was half done with my colored tips and you turned up and you were like, bitch, what the fuck? And then you got yours done. You know what? It's cool, Revs. I'll just know not to call next time. Ooh, she's hanging the threats. <laughs> she's hanging the threats over me. I just won't check in. I'll go to the nail salon parlor, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> the nail saloon. I think nail mart is cute. I'm going to go nail mart. mart. No one ever called it that, but sure. <laughs> I've got a story. Go on then. Do you know what I don't have time for? I think I know where you're going with this, but tell us. 
me last Friday night. Yeah. I mean, I will admit I have a lot of time for that because <laughs> it's a great story. Holy hell, Gem. Okay. So walk us through it, babe. Walk <laughs> us through. As y'all DLs know, Revzy has been having a upheaval of a time. You know, life's different. Things are changing. Schedules are different. I've got a little bit more free time where I don't have children these days. How do I feel it? I like to see girlfriends. I like to get drunk. All right, I'm just being honest. That's what Revzy does when Revzy's on her own. <laughs> so add to that, I'm finding a spiritual practice, again, related to the life upheaval. Getting a bit woo-woo, getting into my crystals, so into my full moons, you know, had my house blessed. You'll remember my friend Anna, Mystic, she came over, she blessed my house, cleansed my space, gave me some sage to, uh, you know, get rid of bad vibes in the house and start my life anew. So cut to last Friday night. Girlfriend I haven't seen in a hundred years. I'd counseled on her like three or four times. She's like, bitch, this Friday. I know you don't have the kids. I've been following your schedule. We're going out, dinner, drinks. I'm coming to yours. We're going to have some champagne. And then we're going to go out for dinner. I was like, sounds amazing. She comes over. We have said champagne. We go out for dinner. We have margaritas. Then we go to the rosé. Like, so I'm mixing drinks, okay? Oh, there's your problem. That's the root of the issue. I was waiting for that to pop up. It's never really a problem. Just stumble home to bed, right? It was only 500 metres away. Came home. I look out my window. It reminds me it's the full moon. So your kids weren't being cray? Oh, no, they you didn't have them on full moon they weren't here because my kids were fucking cray on that friday night yeah so it's a full moon in pisces or some shit and i'm like well i know a really good thing to do at midnight when i've had however many drinks i'm going to cleanse my space i'm going to sage the bad energies out start this new moon cycle all cleansed and fresh so grab my sage my little pot i light it i'm going around the house feeling great getting it in all the corners smudging out all the bad juju and then I'm like, you know what? My bedroom is my sanctuary. It's my haven. That's my sacred space. Is what happens is the sage kind of like puffs out, but then it kind of keeps going a yeah, little bit. I think that was my question. I've never saged. I confess. <laughs> no. Never, never I'm saged. I'm so surprised by that. <laughs> and, uh, but I do incense. Yes. Does it burn in the same way as incense where it kind of smokes and then it runs down to the end of the wick? No. Is that even the term? And then it kind of ashes out? No. So now I've now learned you have to extinguish your sage. But sometimes when you do right. a mini sage, it kind of goes out on its own, which is what I've been doing lately. I've been saging a little bit and then whatever, it goes out on its own. So, <laughs> so you went for maximum saging because of full moon. You needed to draw in that moon energy to cleanse the shit out of your home. Well, I think I just... Milk wanted... that moon, baby. Milk that Milk moon. It. Good night, moon. Um, so I... <laughs> I think I went a bit nuts on the flame, so the sage was really smoking. <laughs> Did it, and then it was like, you know what? I'm going to leave this at the tail end of my bed. I've got quite a big bedroom. I'm in it now, and um, there's all this like foot space at the end of my bed, and I've got a wooden floor, so I was, you know, no carpet or anything. I was like, I'm just going to leave it there for the last little embers to just like circle me while I sleep. So I start this new moon cycle all cleansed. I just want to sit here and asphyxiate myself in sage smoke well, <laughs> while I sleep. I was just like, I got real woo-woo, okay? I was trying to bathe in the light of the moon, start the new moon hey, cycle. Hey, you afresh. do you. So, next minute, I pass out. And I hear my buzzer go on my apartment. And I look and it's like 12.30 a.m. And I'm like, oh, fuck, someone must have walked past on the street and just rang all the buzzers because that does happen. How rude. So I leave it. And then through my closed eyes, I feel like light and I open and there's like a red and blue light coming through the window in my room. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God. And then the buzzer goes again. And I'm like, no, surely no. So what was your initial thought? I thought, have I done this? (laughs) 
Oh, so you did think it was you because I think my initial thought in a drunken haze would be, fuck, there's a fire in my apartment. Well, something in me was like, Kate, you've done something wrong. (laughs) I don't know what it was, but I knew I had done something wrong. So I go to my bathroom window, which is where I can see that part of the street, and I crane my neck out and there's a full fire truck with the ladder up and all the sirens. Oh my god. And there's these dudes piling out and my buzzer goes again. So I'm in my underwear, like I'm literally in undies and a crop top thing. And then there's like knocking on my front door and I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And I just like couldn't think. So I opened the front door and there's these two firemen and they're like, your smoke alarms are going off. So my building is super old. It's from the 30s. It's a heritage building and it's zoned in a commercial area. So it's a mixed residential commercial. In the commercial areas, it's got silent fire alarms that don't go off because, you Why know. Why is that? Well, it could be the weekend and there's an office and if no one can get in there, the right. fire alarm's just going all week, you know, whatever. I think. Yeah. So anyway, so it goes directly to the fire station just up the hill and oh, they, there's a call out, right? So there's these two firemen. I'm saying they're in my knickers. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm the, and they're like, is everything okay? I was like, I was saging my space. <laughs> because of the full moon. And they were like, what? And I was like, uh... I was saging my space. And then one of the firemen turns to the other one and goes, you know, like cleansing her home. Oh, so he's all about it. <laughs> and then this third fireman comes up the stairs. He's like, everything okay? And then they go, she was just saging her space. <laughs> So it must happen all the time. Must be a manly thing. Heaps of woo-woo bitches in manly. Oh my god! I, I text my sister and she's like, "Can we get the audio from your doorbell? Because I bet they're like another fucking drunk bitch with sage." <laughs> so they're like, "We have to come in and take a look." And I'm like, "Um, okay." So they come in. I'm again. I'm in my undies, standing in my house. I'm oh clearly. God. I must look drunk. <laughs> I wasn't blotto. I'm not inebriated. No, I'm not getting like blackout. But you know, I'd had a nice time and they come into my bedroom and I hadn't even seen it yet but like they turn the light on and it is like an oven there's smoke oh, no everywhere oh, no. like yeah, <laughs> everywhere it's like I'm looking through a campfire and then there's this sage pot just like, like just like, oh my god so the whole thing had burnt out like it was on fire going, just still going the whole room is full of smoke it was just so oh god, embarrassing Rebs, thank god you didn't put your sage down on, I don't know, a wooden table or something. I put it on wooden floorboards. There's a burn mark on the floorboards. Oh, shit. Yeah. When you said sage pot, I thought you had a special pot for your sage to continue its burn session in. No, I'm not professional woo-woo yet. It was just like a little oh, condiments gross. jar that I just stuck in. <laughs> <laughs> so I go to pick it up and it burns my fingers. <laughs> and oh, I'm God. like, ah! I drop it and it's like embers, just embers everywhere on the floor. Oh, no. And so no. This, this big burly fireman just like quashes it, takes the sage pot, puts it on my balcony, opens all the windows. like, And I'm just standing there like, guys, I'm so mortified. Dying. I'm so mortified. Yeah. This is such a gross waste of time and resources. I'm so sorry. And they're just yes, laughing. Yes, the resources. They're just laughing and looking at each other like, oh, my God. Anyway, they were super cute too, which is a shame because I was so flustered and embarrassed. I didn't even have time to flirt. Shame. I know. Shame. I know. So anyway, they're like, okay, so maybe in the future, don't sage before you go to bed. And I was like, promise, promise I won't do that. No, don't drink and sage. (laughs) That's what they should tell you. Don't drink and cleanse, bitch. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway. Oh, dear. My favourite part of the whole evening was the text exchange I had with my friend in the UK because I was like, she'll be up. I have to tell someone immediately what I've done. (laughs) So I texted her. I'm like, you won't believe what just happened. And I sent her the footage from my doorbell. And she's like, 
Oh my God. What a metaphor for 2022. I was like, at least someone came to my rescue. And she's like, at least someone <laughs> came to put this fire out. <laughs> and I was like, word. Someone needed to. Someone needed to douse this go. bitch. Anyway. Oh, revs. But what a great story. Yeah. I mean, that was my weekend last weekend. I just woke up and I couldn't believe it it was true. And then I had to like go over my texts and video from my doorbell (laughs) to just confirm that it actually had happened. Oh, what a magnificent life lesson for someone going through a woo-woo transition. It's a rite of passage. I wonder if there'll be other woo-woo DLs like sliding in like an avalanche being like, have I got a saging story for you? Like, I hope that's the case. It's just the irony of like, I was trying to kind of cleanse and fix my life and have a brand new start. And I, in the process, kind of almost burnt it to the ground. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Metaphor for your life, babe. (laughs) Too real. Ad break. Got to keep the lights on. DLs, you're not going to want to skip this one as we have one of the biggest discounts we have ever procured for you from this awesome brand. I am extra excited about today's sponsor because DLs, as you will know, this started out as my not spawn. And now it's spawn. How good. Okay, so on your reco, I've started using Wild Natural Deodorant and then Wild came to us and asked if we wanted to try the full range. So Obviously, we jumped on that. That's right, DLs. Consider us your natural body care crash test dummies. <laughs> so I've been using Wild Deodorant for nine months now, and I love the change. My motivation for stopping using regular store-bought deodorant was the aluminium and parabens. Mm. I mean, we use deodorant every day, so mm. I want to try and avoid all the harsh chemicals as well. Wild's whole thing is that it's all clean and natural. Did your body adapt straight away? Did it take a minute? Okay, so you do need to give this a couple of weeks, okay? okay? There is an adjustment period like anything natural. So my recommendation to you, Revs, was Mm. definitely to give it a full fortnight and then decide how you like it. Okay. You did, but for me, it's been pretty seamless. I will say I'm not an overly sweaty girl, but I have always used strong deodorant and frankly, it's just time to get off the chemicals. Mm -hmm. Personally, I'm loving the switch. I found it really easy and the dispenser is really gorgeous. The user experience, just great. Have you got a go-to scent? Oh, babe, I'm all about the fresh cotton and sea salt. Mm. I will say they have got this new rainforest oasis scent that I'm keen to try. I am using that one and it's dreamy and it comes in the body wash too and I'm always auditioning body washes. So far, I am loving this one. Rebsy, do you love how you can choose your deodorant Mm. case Mm colour and just pop in the recyclable refills? You know, it makes doing the right thing for the environment feel very nice and bougie. Obsessed. Loving the shampoo bars too because I'm always cringing at the waste in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And of course, all wild products are vegan and cruelty free. So do something for the planet that your future self will thank you for and check out Wild today with 25% off your entire order. Use code NOTIME, all caps, no space, at the checkout. 25% is huge. Yeah, it's actually the highest discount Wild are offering in Australia and it's exclusively for you, DLs. Go to wearewild.com and use code NOTIME at the checkout for 25% off. Enjoy too real so i have a bit of an update on rafa's birthday yes i got my invitation yes so i fully committed to one more year of inviting my friends with their kids i just thought fuck it i'm just gonna try and get away with it because i realize after this i'm fully chained to her guest list 
and I've fully accepted that. So yeah, just went uh, went the selfish route. If I'm honest, there's no other way about it. <laughs> I want to see my friends. And how are you going to get around the headcount? Oh, it's fine. I've done the numbers. My friends haven't multiplied as much as I thought. Excellent. Yeah, we've got 20 kids. It's oh, fine. 20 is great. Great. Yeah, nice round number. Enough spots for everyone. Oh, I will say I'm not doing the puppy adoption. Yep. I've gone with very, 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 very unique theme of rainbows and unicorns. Ah, oh, perfect. Perfect for four. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Isla had a four-year-old unicorn situation. Yeah, I feel like she would have. Yeah. And I'm leaning in. I'm not going to try and be different or unique. I think the pet adoption party is lovely for a smaller group. I think that's more like an eight to ten. Yeah. Round a little table, not 20 kids, plus all their baby siblings fighting over these toy dogs. I'm just not going to do it to myself. Personally, I'm stoked that we're not going to trigger my kids with a pet adoption. <laughs> It's a really good point. <laughs> let's pretend that's why you did it. <laughs> yeah, let's pretend that I didn't want to rub salt in Isla and Teddy's childhood trauma. <laughs> the other thing I've done as well is I've not made it costume themed. I've just said this is the theme of the party, but essentially wear what you want because I don't want to burden any parents with last minute dash to the costume shop. I, I appreciate it. it. I appreciate it. And I yeah. think, you know, everyone will rock up with a gift. Have a piece of fairy bread. Go on your merry way. Gift or no gift, don't even care. Won't be handing out party bags. Sozzles, you'll get heaps of cake. Great. And you get entertained for two hours. And so it'll be a good cake because there's no way you're baking it. Hell no. <laughs> I ain't baking it. Unless everyone wants bloody Chiadia or Salmonella. No, that's chicken-based. You know what? I'd probably make <laughs> a chicken-based cake. Raw chicken cupcakes for everyone. Iced with COVID. So something I do. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to be a super spreader event. Although, let's be honest, the C word, it's bloody everywhere. It's it is everywhere. Every- I know so many people with it or with kids with it. Anyone with school age kids is basically an ISO. That's what yeah. I'm experiencing this week. Everyone with primary school age kids. It's ripping through the yes. primary schools because yes. those kids ain't vaxxed. You're right. I will say I am dreading the lead up to winter. A part of me kind of wants to do a chicken pox party and somehow try and get COVID because I'd rather get it now than in the depths of winter. But babe, I don't think you get it now and then you're done. This is our second run within eight weeks. Isla's had it twice now. That's a good point. There's no avoiding it. It's going to go round and round and round. We're going to go in ISO, out of ISO. It's just disruptive and shit. And I will say every time it hurts a little less, I guess. Like there's little less disappointment or frustration. It doesn't make it easier. It's just as boring. It's just as hard. It's just as annoying. But you don't have that, what, why, me, why now, huh? You know, that is less. Just goes to show that we have well and truly adjusted our expectations on life. It's just really full on. Like, when are we supposed to look forward to things again? I know, I know. No, you're not wrong, Revs. Like, the bar is low. It's now, like, two years of, like, you literally have nothing to look forward to. It's a lot. Yeah, booking a holiday is riddled with anxiety (laughs) because you wonder if you're ever going to go. I have four days away with my family and my our kids upcoming and I'm like okay so my guys are probably going to be okay now we've done COVID so close but like are they going to be okay are they going to have COVID are they going to make it is my mum going to make it is she going to have COVID you know it's just like one of those things where it's like I'll believe it when I'm there and we've done it that's exactly the mentality I've got at the moment I'll believe it when I see it I don't hold out for anything anymore I don't think it's good for us it's really not good for the mental 
health situation. No, and we are hope hungry humans. Yeah. You know, hope is everything. And I think lately we're all just feeling a bit hopeless. Yeah. So on that note, should we move on and talk about something really trivial? Great. Silly. Absolutely. (laughs) Please. Can we? Yes. So trivial topic. Do you know what I don't have time for? Don't you have time for, darling? My husband's addiction to his phone. Oh, all right. It's intense. I've let it slide in the past. I've been very like, oh, like whatever. Let him hang out on his phone. Let him have some escapism. I'm in this parenting hellhole of the trenches as well. Let it be. Lately, I'm starting to notice that my kids notice. And that's the biggest problem for me. Rafa is fully aware. Like she tries to take the phone away from us. And now I'm feeling like a Rafa where I notice that my husband's not present. Like I just know Mm. it's, he's in the room, but he's not in the room, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I know that we're the generation of multi-screen multitaskers where you have a TV on at the same time you're holding a phone at the same time you have a laptop on. It's called second screening, but it's really more than two. Yep. Try screening. (laughs) That's what it is. Quad. Fuck it. At one point, we have the TV on and then we have the Google Nest screen on playing fucking Coco Melon. We've got Alexa playing fucking We Don't Talk About Bruno. No, no. (laughs) Got the Lava Song on the TV and I'm doing Wordle on the phone. My husband's on his phone reading his fifth newspaper and I've got my laptop there with my Gmail open. Like, it's so fucked. It's crazy. I want to fucking smoke bomb out of my life sometimes. I want to talk about this, though, because I've noticed you've been chilling way out on socials. And when I'm with you, IRL, remember that? You're not on your phone as much at all. But that is a new thing for you because you used to be just as much on your phone as your husband and as me. I'm on my phone all the time. I'm like your husband. So we'll get to that. But I, I feel like this is a shift in you more than he's ramped up, maybe? Or has he ramped up? I would say that this shift in me has actually been going on longer than you think, Revs. I just think it's more that you haven't noticed it. Okay. Because I... I (laughs) Honestly, I made an active decision maybe 12 months ago to not post on Instagram throughout the day. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed that. Like, you sit down at night and, like, do your day. Yeah. Yeah, this will be imperceptible to most people, but I gather content throughout the day and then I do a content dump after my kids are in bed because I just didn't want to sit there (laughs) smelly (laughs) I just didn't want to sit there throughout the day posting because look if you're not a serial poster on Instagram you have no idea how much work goes into posting on your stories like your stories, it's ephemeral, it's there and it's gone. But the time that it takes to caption a post, to add music, to whatever it is that you want to do, add a fucking gif, it all takes time. And that's just one post. And then if you're posting like 10 in a row, it's not a quick exercise. So that's how I've run my socials for a while. And what I've especially loved about it is because, you know, the people who I love in my life, they're not on Instagram. I'm not the kind of person who's like, friends with a bunch of content creators slash influencers and we hang out every weekend with all of our friends and it becomes this like content making session for all of us. None of my friends live their lives online the way I do, except maybe Revs now. And I don't want to be that person in the group creating content. Like it's just, no, I'm not going to do it. So if ever we have people over, if I go to the playground and see my friends, I will get my phone out and shoot photos and videos, but I won't post there and then. Shooting photos and videos in real time takes a couple of seconds. Like I literally shoot a 15 second video of my kid and my friend's kid on a swing. 
for example. And the other thing I should note as well is that out of all the content I capture in a day, I post 10% of it. I'm a serial memories junkie sentimentalist. I love shooting video and photos and not for the purpose of posting yeah. all the time. Okay, so your husband's not shooting memories. He's reading stuff and listening to things. And Well, I would almost prefer it if he was shooting memories because I'd be like, cool, maybe I'll be in some of these memories. <laughs> oh, no, babe, babe, you're not in any memories. <laughs> I'm not in any. He has so many memories. He has his life captured in beautifully framed videos and photos. Yes. And if you I die have before none. me, I know I'm just going to get a big phone call from him like, Revs, I need all your photos of Jem. I don't have anything. <laughs> Legit. Legit. Yeah, look, he's not doing that. That would actually be helpful and be a nice contribution to our family. No, instead, he's literally reading five different newspapers, as I said. Okay. That's what he likes to do with his time. Uh, my husband loves foreign policy. I know. I fell asleep too. <laughs> It's all right. I get it. It's a snooze fest, but he loves it. And that's what he spends his time doing. Part of my ignorance, but how much fresh foreign policy content is there every day? So it's not about the freshness of foreign policy content. There's actually a lot of foreign policy content. Anything to do with what's going on overseas is foreign policy, right? Like what's going on between countries and da-da-da. There's a lot. But for him, oh, I'm really revealing his (laughs) adorkable side is that he feels that every news outlet has a bias, which they do, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If you look at Murdoch News and which way they swing in terms of politics, et cetera, et cetera. So he has to read five different publications of the same story or some publications don't even publish certain stories for him to understand why, I guess, the media motive. And then he's right. trying to get to the crux of the truth of the story, the news story. He's just a proper foreign policy detective <laughs> doing the important work from his now couch. This, <laughs> now, this will be of no interest to anyone. No. Nope. <laughs> But he says the least biased news outlet is Al Jazeera. Okay, great. So, so everyone just go and get the Al Jazeera app on your phone. Dude, and enjoy this is that. not my not Fuck Wordle. Fuck Wordle. Get Al Jazeera. Babe, it took me five to get the Wordle today. Five. Babe, don't tell me because I haven't done mine. It's I got really one and hard. two the other day and fuck, I felt smug about it. I've had a bunch yeah. of twos lately and I was very smug. But yeah, no, I had a fiver today and I was like, that was a bit close. <laughs> Every time I get a wordle in two, I'm like, don't share it with people, Jen. No one cares. <laughs> no one cares. You don't make friends with wordle. <laughs> Just enjoy the glory on your own. It's okay. It's like hey, when you watch a me. sunrise on your own, you don't need to no. share it sometimes. What do you mean? Sunrises are way better to You do else. not care about my Wordle result. Don't even you pretend you care. I genuinely care. Send me your twos. Shut up. Send me your okay, number twos. Send me a picture of your I, number I w- twos. <laughs> All right. Get ready for that poo pike whirlpool footage Fuck. that's coming your way. Gems only fans <laughs> is just like whirlpool poos <laughs> and Wordle results. <laughs> oh, Revs, have you caught up on maths? Can we talk I'm about I'm almost maths? there, but I'm not there yet. But <sighs> I can say this. The guy I'm seeing, we just moved into the stage where you watch maths together. Oh. So wait. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. The <laughs> fact that you've even just declared on the podcast I the know, guy I'm I'm feeling I'm seeing, weird about it. I'm feeling weird about it. It's very different to you saying, so there's this guy I'm dating, the guy I'm seeing. So are you guys exclusive? I don't know. No, I don't want to. Now I regret my word choice. I don't know. 
Oh my god. Rebs, <laughs> you gotta stop doing this to the DMs. I'm you can't sorry. just drop a bomb, casually drop the guy I'm seeing, but oh no, I'm not ready to talk about no gems, don't ask me questions. Oh look at me, I'm beetroot red. I don't know what we are. Meh, no labels. Meh, I'm spiraling. I'm spiraling on your behalf. You All just right, did, we won't thank talk you. about the guy that you're seeing. I'm just saying there's a stage you move to where you watch maths. It's a stage. Yeah, I get it. It's intimate. Well, I was saying to him, I don't know if we're at the math stage. This feels <laughs> like goodbye dates. <laughs> Hello, yeah, maths. it's a bit like it's moving out of the honeymoon period into like, oh, look, we're comfortable in our yeah, trackies. Yeah, nah, too soon. Watching maths with greasy hair and a top knot. Okay, okay. Shall I get a bag of Smith's chips? <laughs> it hasn't quite hit <laughs> greasy hair and a top knot yet. <laughs> Oh, so you're still in the try-hard stage. Still in the makeup I watching look. <laughs> Are you in the roll over in the morning and quickly put a face on? Jim. I know people who used to do that. No, I've never done that once in my life. Never. No, neither have I. But we did have friends in high school who used to like set a sneaky alarm at like 5.30 in the morning, run into the bathroom, put a face on and then climb back into bed and then <gasps> pretend to <laughs> hashtag I woke up like this. <laughs> no, no thanks. I'm too lazy. Yeah, no thanks. I, I can't pull that off. Nah. Plus, I'm never going to wake up first. <laughs> you are never going to wake up first. She's a sleepy sloth, this one. Uh, but apparently an early Emily, according to Revs. Totally different thing. Totally different uh-huh. thing. That's apples and nah. oranges. Being nah. late or early or perfectly on time, which is my superpower, to an appointment and waking up early are different things. I genuinely... You know when you... Feel like there's a trait of someone that you know and love and then they're literally going so hard countering it feels lady doth protest too much you oh my god Jem, <laughs> i am punctual and have always You're been not punctual. yes i am i can't remember the last time you were punctual to my house for a podcast recording okay well we need to move the time to 9 30 because i have to drop <laughs> off and then i have to get to your house if you came to my house you would also not be punctual no revs the time is 9 30 oh <laughs> The last few times you've rocked up, it's like quarter past ten. Well, look, it's been a weird time for transport. And we have a team now. All right, all right. No one cares. You can't get away with this. Jem, stop taking us back back into the sausage gets made. No one wants to know. No, I'm like a dog with a bone. Kate Donovan, if you're listening. She's listening. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Can we go back to phone addiction? Yes. So whatever you're doing on your phone, we all have our things. Sure. It might not be foreign policy detective work like your husband. Talk to me about your addiction. I'm absolutely addicted to my phone, but I will not hear that it's a problem. Well, that's fine. (laughs) If you don't want to hear that it's a problem and you don't think it's a problem and your kids don't think it's a problem, then lean into it, baby. Don't apologize. Yeah. Well, that doesn't make for very good podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I guess, oh, were you hoping that I would then yes. counter and say, no, Revs, it's a problem. Get a better digital diet. Yes, and then I could argue with you and then we'd have content for a podcast. <laughs> well, for shame, we do not. Because I'm like, you do you, girl. Welcome to You Do You with Jeb and Kate, <laughs> where we ignore each other's problems, the judgment we have on each other's lives, and just talk about um, maths. Yes, we can talk about other people's problems. <laughs> The way we have been isolated, cocooned, shut down, locked down for the last two years, and then on top of that to have an expectation to be off screens, it is too much to bear. 
this little hand device is my portal out of this hellhole. I get it. It's a lifeline for a lot of people. It and is this a is a lifeline. And this is why I wasn't going to judge you for being addicted to your phone. But I judge my husband because it impacts me nearly every night. Yes, okay. I guess I'm not impacting any other adults. <laughs> no, you're not. I mean, that's where it becomes a problem. Like, even in the morning, I'll be like, can you pack Rafa's lunchbox? And he's on his phone. And I'm there getting them dressed, putting the socks on, putting the shoes on. You know, and it's like... Why are you sitting on the couch on your phone? Get off your phone. And also, so Hubs and I don't align on a huge number of TV shows. We enjoy quite different types of entertainment, which is fine. What does he like? Foreign correspondents. Sp- <laughs> <laughs> Anything war, spy related, surfing, oh, sport related, sport documentaries, CIA, law and order. That kind of shit. Wow. That's his jam. I don't judge him for it. No. It's like, you know, I'm not going to force you to watch the shit I like to watch. I would literally watch Hamilton on Disney 10 times, you know? It's not his jam. But there are a few shows that we really do align on. And one of them is Survivor. So Survivor is on two nights of the week. Why are you laughing? Rebs is laughing at me. It's made it me just... really self-conscious. <laughs> no, it's just a really serious tone. And one of them is Survivor. <laughs> Now, Survivor is a show. I don't know if you know it. (laughs) It's a show of endurance. (laughs) I'm not going to explain the show. Fucking Google it. Everybody knows Survivor. I get it. So you align on Survivor. Yes. And we're both really into it, but it really annoys me when he's on his phone doing the dual screen time thing while I'm watching it. I'm like, be present with me. Mm. Like, let's have open commentary and share an opinion about who's going to tribal council and who's not, you know, like let's be in this together. Not, I don't know. And then he like misses bits and I'll be like, I'm this person. I'll pause it. And I'll be like, what did Sam say? And he'll say something about the immunity necklace. And I'll be like, you weren't listening. Good old relationship test for your Wednesday night. (laughs) It was a plot twist. Yeah. He missed it. I remember this. I'm your hubs because my ex-husband used to hate it when I was on my phone if we were watching a show together. And we watched a lot of stuff together. We really liked the same kind of things. And he would literally, before he put something on, would give a disclaimer and be like, now are you going to be on your phone or can I watch something we're both going to watch? And then I'd be like, well, I don't know. Now I have to watch it. <laughs> so I would go, oh, you choose. And I'll sit on my phone. Next minute, divorced. So... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let that be a warning to you, Gems Hubs. That's a cautionary tale right there. Get up if your you and your phone. husband align on too many shows, it's not going to go well for your future. <laughs> the bad omen. Hey, I have a healthy marriage in separate beds. <laughs> There's lots of unhealthy marriages in same beds. Have you put parameters around this addiction? Like, have you asked him to do anything? Have you? What's the deal? What, what's your plan? I have no plan. And I think this is why I brought it up, because I need advice, because I'm turning into a naggy Nelly. And I don't want to be that. No. But I'm like, can you get off your phone? Babe, get off your phone. And, 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 you know when it drives me the most nuts? God, I feel like I'm in a therapy session now. But here we are. There'll be some DL out there who's like, yes, babe, preach. I know what you're talking about. Probably all of them. Hubs has this habit where when his parents come over, he just sits on his phone. Like, you know how sometimes when you're in the company of your parents, you can be known to revert back to your teenage ways? Yeah. Like, look, I'll out myself and my mum will be so glad that I'm sharing and declaring this on the podcast. But for whatever reason, when I go over to my mum's house, 
I like don't put shit in the dishwasher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I just become like a dirty teenager and mum's like, put your shit in the dishwasher. And I'm like, don't want to. You know, like it's like. <laughs> you and do then, it. And then I zoom out of myself and I'm like, Jem, you're not like 14. Like fucking put shit in the dishwasher. Be respectful. It's her home. Like you would do this in everyone else's house. You know what I mean? Is that why I revert to a teenager at your house? <laughs> yes. Yes. Maybe that's what it is. It's that like childhood familiarity thing. I don't know. But yeah, so with him, it's like when he's parents come over he like sits on his phone and I'm like don't be rude we've got guests and he's like it's mum and dad I'm like doesn't matter doesn't matter doesn't matter it's your parents they want to talk to you they want to know about you I've noticed lately that my husband's parents get news about my husband through me Mm. like he doesn't talk to them and yet he has a very full social life like he's not someone who's quiet or whatever and I noticed my mum has the same thing with my brother Mm. where she gets news about him through his wife right or when he used to live overseas sometimes through me so what's going on there sons and their mums i don't know they just don't give all the info i don't know it's weird i I hope teddy and E are gonna do better i know (laughs) i'm wondering if there's a way we can cultivate that like sow the seeds now yeah for them to want to communicate like i don't want to genderize it but i am look it's fact that men talk less than women Like there's some statistic about in a single day, men will spout out 7,000 words while women spout out 20,000 words. Like it's a significant difference. Don't ask me to cite the source, but that's a fact. (laughs) (laughs) Don't look for links in the show notes. (laughs) Just trust her. I'm just going to run with it. Okay. I read it somewhere. It must be a fact. Of course. A lot of my friends who have only boys, they've admitted to me when they've had their moment of gender disappointment. And I always think gender disappointment is a weird term. It should be sex disappointment because we don't know what someone's gender is going to be. Yes. But, yeah. Remember you talked yeah. about this, friends about why do we call it a gender reveal? It should be called a genitalia reveal yeah. because that's essentially what we're doing. Yeah. But they've admitted that what they're grieving in that moment isn't the fact that they're having a boy. What they're grieving is the lost opportunity of that communication and the relationship that they have with their own mothers as a female it's funny we have kind of touched on this before but like none of it is guaranteed exactly just because you have two girls doesn't mean they're going to be best friend sisters just because you have a boy and a girl doesn't mean they're going to have a great protective relationship over each other just because you have all boys doesn't mean you're going to have like stinky sheets or jizzy socks everywhere like it just doesn't like in this day and age and this generation of kids as you say gender is so fluid it's such a performance you don't know maybe our boys will be the sensitive ones who are always checking in on their mums i know a few boys in like the middle generation so what are they zoomers i guess who are really really good to their mums who really check in on their mums who have great relationships with them who still live at home with their mums in their early 20s and None of the combinations you can have as your children and that you have with your parents are guaranteed to be one way or another. It just isn't. And thank goodness. But I get it. When I was there myself, I wanted girls. I wanted to replicate what I have with my sister for Isla. I wanted her to have that. She's not going to have that. That's fine. She's going to have her own unique experience through the world and... That's amazing, you know? And as you said, nothing's a guarantee. You could have had two girls and they still might not have had what you and your sister had. No, and they might get along as kids but grow apart as adults or, you know, they might not like each other's partners and so don't hang out that much or, you know, who knows? Like so many things can happen between now and then. None of it is a guarantee. I agree with that sentiment, but I think, you know, archetypes and generalizations exist for a reason. Yeah. 
right? Like even the fact that I'm talking about the fact that my husband's parents get news about him through me. That is a common theme, not just with me exclusively, but the people I know around me. So there's enough of a repetition of that kind of behavior for you to then reflect and go, oh, I really hope my yeah. son yes. wants me to be part of his successes and wins, but also the lows in his life yeah. and the hard times. Yeah. And I guess I'm just trying to find books or resources on the internet that help me to sow the seeds of communication because communication is so important to me. And I can honestly hand on heart say that with my husband, if I wasn't someone who forced communication on him, let's just say he married someone who's not chatty or not open about talking about their feelings, I think he would slip into a state of, cool, well, we just don't really go deep. Mm. But I force that upon him. I'm like, you know who you married. Like, I'm going deep. None of this surface chat. Like, how are you feeling? How am I feeling? How are we feeling about our marriage? How are we feeling about our relationship? What do we need to work on? This is how I'm feeling about you. And then I get out of him how I'm pissing him off. So that I can look inwardly and see if I can improve. Like, that's just how I operate. I've worked really hard to make him a communicator. And I'm proud of that. But I'd love to hand Iggy to a future partner or fuck it, if he wants to be polyamorous partners, as someone who can talk candidly about his feelings. Yeah. Again, I don't know if this is a space where we're in that, that much in control. We're totally not. You're so right. Like, yes, they will witness things that are modeled to them by us yeah doesn't mean that'll yeah. be what they want they just will think for a while while they're younger they'll think that's how it's done and then as they grow older and get into relationships and I, you know what i just i think lately what i've decided i hope for my kids is that they have a good healthy series of relationships in their younger life when you say younger life what do you mean well i guess when you become a late teen and you start like you have yeah. your first serious love or a your, young adult yeah your first relationship where you're like you know have a boyfriend or a girlfriend and it's like oh I'm a part of a couple you learn a lot in that first relationship but I hope they have a series of those like more than one or two where they really get to learn what they're like in relationships what they'll stand for what they won't stand for that what they want what works for them what doesn't work for them what runs its course and what has lasting value like I hope they have a good series of those it's hard for me to say that I want that for my kids because in order to achieve an understanding of what you want you unfortunately have to learn what you don't want yeah. and what you don't stand for and yeah. what you won't put up with yes I had to experience such a toxic awful relationship that ended horrendously like a divorce which Revs has referred to many times that I'm in my second marriage to consider a guy like Hubs but then at the same time you can't shield and protect your kids from that it just is no it's life it's lessons you never wish heartbreak on anyone but I also don't wish my kids to get into a very heavily committed relationship without experiencing heartbreak I think there's a danger in that too. I mean, I oh my God, my heart will break with them when their hearts are broken, but I do hope they experience heartbreak so they don't go around breaking other hearts, you know? Like, that's what I mean by I hope they just have a good sample <laughs> of relationship yeah. life before they commit long-term into their major relationships, yeah, you know? Absolutely. And it's hard and it's shit, but that's life, right? It's, unfortunately, it's a rite of passage. It's, it's literally the only way to learn in life is to get things wrong. Absolutely. So that you can be better and do better. So, I mean, would you take back your experience if you could? No. I'm reluctant to say that because I feel smug because I'm on the other side of it. And I'm like, oh, thank God that happened. Mm. But in the moment, I was like, I don't want to be here. 
like why has my life turned out this way I didn't want it this way like no I have no regret but fuck those couple of years were shit like it was really it shit yeah really shit it definitely changed the course of my life it redefined me as a person and all that stuff and no I, I guess I wouldn't change it but yeah we live and we grow and we learn I suppose and sometimes the hard way well if you want to get woo-woo about it apparently you just get given the same lesson to learn until you learn it over and over and over again really that's what the spiritual kind of take on what we're all here to do is like until you learn your lesson you'll be served the same demons the same challenges the same kind of questions the same problems in your life again and again and again until you wake up and learn that you're making the same mistakes over and over again and that's why you know things are sent to us for us to experience is to learn about ourselves. Yeah, I've got a couple of friends actually who come to mind. One in particular who was just notorious for dating the same dickhead guy over and over and over, just with a different suit. Always handsome, always charismatic. And the amount of times she would say to me, he's an actor, but he's different. Oh no, he's a singer, but I was like, why are you dating? Like, these are not your people. Yeah, she was just a serial dater of troubled creatives. <laughs> I've been there. But <laughs> she finally learned her lesson and found the right person for her. It was such a journey. And like, I guess why I'm sharing that is because what you were saying before about you get served the same set of circumstances until you learn your lesson. What do you think yours is? Like, do you think there's a lesson you keep getting in life that you need to confront and evolve beyond? I don't know. I have to think on that. Why? What about you? Uh, I don't know yet. Otherwise, I would have solved it. Mm. I think it's something about like working out what I really want. Yeah. You know, and then communicating that and saying what I really want, what I really need from people instead of going okay well they need this and they're gonna need that and oh if I make space for them around this maybe they'll make space for me around that no just like I need to just work out what I need and want so I'm not being indirect with people I think Mm. and that comes in every area of life you know as a parent as a partner at work as a daughter as a sister if you're wishy-washy yeah or if you're trying to accommodate everybody's needs all the time not a good cocktail yeah for me it's boundaries protect myself I think that's what I'm learning recently you know like sometimes when you want something to be a certain way you kind of go why am I trying to force this then sometimes you just have to step back and let things be I mean there's definitely been times in my life where I've had to walk away from things that I didn't want to because there's a part of you that's sort of fighting for it and then you kind of go oh no you know what sometimes you just gotta let things be uh well We're getting very existential out of this lockdown. I know you're not in ISO. (laughs) I've sort of forced you into an ISO situation today for this one. Hit me with your nuts bun. Mine is. I can even show it. So this is the present I have bought for like everyone in my life. Not for you because someone beat me to it. Livy. It's a water carafe by Maison Balzac. I just love that. Every time I hear it, I think Balzac. House of Balzac. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Maison Balzac, they do beautiful candles, homewares, glassware, blah, blah, blah. But they make these really gorgeous glass carafes, which is like a little bottle that you fill with water. And then the cup goes on top. It's like the nicest gift ever. And I was like, at the beginning of this year, I was like, I'm buying one for myself. I've bought one for everyone I know. I'm going to buy one for myself. And I did. And it sits by my bed and it makes my bedside table look really, really pretty. And I fill it with water every night because as I've previously mentioned, I drink like a liter of water in my sleep every night 
And um, I just love it. And I just thought that's a good one for the DLs if they need a gift or a nice treat for themselves. It's a beautiful gift to give a friend. I've got one too. It was given to me by our lovely editor slash producer Livy on the podcast. And um, yeah, it's one of my favorites. I confess it's not a gift I've given someone, which is weird. Been at the receiving end of one, but it's not been my gift of choice. But now that you've said that, I'm like, yes. Yes. It's great for work. Someone's desk at work. Not that we go into a desk anymore, but you know, if you did, <laughs> you're home office it really is one of those things that i think you wouldn't think to buy for yourself but when someone gets it for you you're like i have always wanted one of these they're so beautiful and the colors the color range is stunning colors great not spawn hit me with your not spawn Ooh, melisma at the end there very pretty um this will be really helpful to mummers who love a neat and tidy home, perhaps live in an apartment with carpet. Oh. Maybe you're renting like I did when I first had Rafa and was starting to feed her solids and we had beige carpet everywhere. Nightmare. And we had a teeny, 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 tiny shoebox kitchen. Like I'm talking, it was one of those, is it a galley? Is that what you call it? Where it's like a little, it's yeah. like a narrow rectangular passageway kitchen hidden in the back corner of the apartment. I think you got so it right small. the first time. Galley kitchen. Okay. <laughs> so small that you couldn't fit a high chair in there. So I had to feed Rafa on the beige carpet. It would just be a very stressful experience. Enter high chair catchy catchy. Is this the name of something? High chair catchy catchy. Okay, it's catchy. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, it's this white cone-shaped thing they have it designed for ikea high chairs or if you've got whatever multiple brands of high chairs and it catches all the mess even if your kid flings shit off the high chair table the high chair catchy catchy is going to catch it and then it's a really neat and easy item to clean up or to pull off and to empty all of the loose food into the bin and it will save your carpets because I know that pain. I've been there. So definitely check out High Chair Catchy Catchy. I actually caught up with a friend last Friday and she brought up the High Chair Catchy Catchy and I was like, do you have one of those? She was like, yes, they're so good. They're a godsend. So check them out. Love it. Well, I guess that brings us to the end of uh, another hodgepodge <laughs> episode. Remote record. Remote record. I hope it's all right, DL. Sorry, we'll try and be back together IRL ASAP as soon as I get negative rats. <laughs> I have faith that Revs will be back in the pod studio, a.k.a. my bedroom, next week <laughs> to record IRL. We love you guys. I hope not too many of you are in ISO. I've had a lot of DMs from a lot of DLs saying, same. Oh, um, no. Because it's just really ripping through our age kids bracket. So hope everyone's doing You know what's right. going to happen? What? It's going to rip through my family next week, isn't it? Probably. <laughs> Is that I mean, it's going to happen. It's in the, it's, I think it's getting into daycares again now. So, uh, I know the good mum's got it in her house and she's yeah. been deep in ISO herself. So, here we are. It's coming for us all multiple times. Buckle up. Buckle up, guys. Strap yourselves in and look after yourselves. Be gentle with your tender hearts and souls. That's all I have to say. Love you. Love you. Bye bye.